0: you are now in tune with the talk and reggae podcast as always i am jay of street level uprising and i got a nice special guest here with me today mr christian glom of ill rendition christian how you doing man i'm
1: doing good doing good how you doing
0: i'm doing good man i do so so we met uh we met on facebook courtesy of some usual friends shout out to michelle and Teresa. and uh, the question i got was like well, why'd you refuse Christian's friend request?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like,
0: I was like, I didn't do that, did I? And like, like I definitely screen friend requests, but like, like I, 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 I knew of you, I knew the name, I, you know, and usually a dude playing a guitar on his, uh, on his icon is going, I'm going to, yeah. so I don't, I, you know, I was like, I, I've done this before, where like I think I'm hitting accept, and I hit you know decline or whatever it is so uh so again apologies
1: oh totally totally cool yeah i thought it was funny i was just like oh because i same thing i guess i became familiar with who you are i saw you know mutual friends sharing all your stuff i'm like oh this guy's probably a cool guy to be in the network with i was like oh i'll friend him you know and then it was like you know i was like oh like like, all right guess not (laughs) screw that guy
0: what's his problem Yeah. (laughs) yeah man well sorry again but but let's get into it man so um, what I, what I want to know from you first is like, do you have, what's your earliest memory of reggae music in general? And just that feeling of, Hey, this is cool. This is something different. I, I need to check this out.
1: Um, well of, of reggae music, um, particularly like was probably, um, sublime, you know, in the nineties, uh, my original love, um, was the Beatles, you know, that was what, uh, that was what got me into music and got me going. But then, um. You know, my first exposure really to it was uh, probably Sublime. And then, um, you know, Bob Marley, I had uh, some smoking buddies, you know, and uh, that was probably like my first taste of reggae It was probably high school, you know, I guess I must have been, you know, 13, 14 years old.
0: Yeah, cool. And um, so you guys are the pride of Atlantic City, New Jersey, which is cool to me. Um, I I lived I was born and lived in the Philly area for like the first 11 years of my life. So wow. um, I do have some vague memories of, of uh, you know, going down the shore and all that stuff when I was a kid. So, uh, but did you grow up there? Have you been there? You know, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was uh, born in Atlantic City. I grew up in Brigantine. Um, lived there basically my whole life, or at least in Jersey, you know, in the area. Um, I lived out in Maryland at, at one point for a little bit, but pretty much always around this area. Um, you said you're from Philly. I'm actually about 10 minutes from Philly right now. Oh, um, cool. Studio is out in Stratford. So,
0: Oh, nice, man.
1: So, yeah, I'm about 10 minutes from Philly right now.
0: That's cool, man. That's cool. I I haven't gone back. Last time I went back there was for a friend's wedding. It's probably been, shoot, maybe 10, 10, 12 years now, probably. I've been to New York more recently than that because I got family there. I don't have any family in Philly anymore. So I still have some friends, but it's like there's not as much reason to go back as often as I'd like. But I still love the town. I'm still a fan of all the Philly teams and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. Um, my, uh, my mom's side was from Philly, but they've, you know, they've all kind of moved out too. So, you know, we don't have family in, uh, in Philly anymore. My dad's side was from New York and same thing. Everybody's kind of moved out.
0: Yeah. Cool. 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 So we got a similar background, man. That's awesome. So um, um, what, uh, how old were you when you first started playing an instrument?
1: Um, it was second grade. Um, I remember, uh, riding in the car with my mom you know, I think we we're on our way home from the beach or something. Um, we were actually just talking about this. It was funny. Um, I remember like sitting in the back seat and we were sitting on a, you know, like a blanket because, you know, we're all wet and sandy. And I just remember like the windows being down and being gorgeous. And I remember hearing a hard day's night. And uh, by the end, I was just like, this is music. Like, this is, this is cool. Like, that was like, the, you know, like my earliest, I guess, real thing that stuck out to me and drew me in but um by the end when they're playing that that outro riff i'm just like whatever guitar is is what i want to do like this is this is so cool and then um i got a guitar you know so i guess second grade was the first time i tried to play um but oddly enough my uh, my hands were too small for the guitar so i took up drums um till probably about sixth grade seventh grade so i played drums for four years or so and then um, but went back to the guitar. I picked up the guitar and that's been my main uh my main one ever
0: since. Well that's great though, man, because it's great that you got a foundation on a different instrument. Like you started with guitar, but it wasn't quite working for you at the time, went to drums. So at least you still got that foundation of drums because I mean that's that being able to play more than one instrument, I think is huge. And it's easy for me to say that because I can't play more than one instrument. So to me, to me, it's like, I see other people being able to play more than one. And I'm like, Oh, like that opens up a lot of possibilities. It opens up new, new things in your mind. Does that ever come into play? Is there anything, you know, from your drum history that ever comes back while you're creating?
1: Um, absolutely. Because, um, I don't know who else does this with their band, but like when I send my guys demos of new songs, like I go full production, like I got yeah. drums in it. I make a bass, I got piano, I got layered vocals. It's not just like, uh, you know, me and an acoustic guitar that I send to the guys. Like I'm literally sending them like, yo, this is the vision for this song. So, um, yeah, it actually does. Cause I, I go, I go crazy with, uh, with the production on the on the demos and stuff and just trying ideas and throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, but like, I, um, you know, I, I put down bass and drum parts, but, uh, the, it's never like what I expect them to play. Like they always have their, you know, their, their, their creative, uh, uh, freedoms or whatever. is the right word here, you know? Um, but like, it's more or less like if there's a drop, like, Hey, let's hit this, you know, this stop, but play whatever, groove and beat, you know, you feel right for the song. It's more of arrangement than, you know, actual parts to play.
0: That's cool. So you're giving them the, the sketch. It's, it's like the, it's the, the Pete Townsend version where he does the demo and then he wants everybody to play it exactly like that. And they don't. So yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not like that. It's just, it's just
1: like the, like I said, it's kind of the framework, like here, play here, don't yeah, play here cool. kind of thing, but like play whatever you want. Uh, more or less. But my uh, my drummer actually prefers that I send him um two versions, one with drums and one without. So I always send him um two when we're when we're demoing out new songs. But uh yeah that that you know tying back to playing a bunch of different instruments that always uh comes back to when I'm when I'm recording stuff and demoing things out.
0: Cool. Did you did you start a band back when you were playing drums or were you just kind of jamming by yourself?
1: Um back
0: then I was just kind of
1: jamming by myself. Um just listening to a lot of music and kind of jamming along with it, you know, stuff like that. But uh, it wasn't until I uh, switched to guitar and started writing songs that I was like, all right, let me seek out other people to play with and see what that's like, you know?
0: Yeah. So you did that like pretty much right when you got you. So your hands got bigger. You were able to get a hold of the guitar again. Were you, were you trying to jump into bands right away at that point or were you kind of developing on guitar for a while?
1: Um, I think I was kind of trying to jump, jump right in. You know, I found uh, some other people uh, who were, I guess, about at the same you know point as me and in, in trying to learn to play an instrument. So we kind of all just like pushed each other to, to get better. You know, it was like, we probably weren't good enough to be in a band, but, but being around other people and kind of having like a structure and something to feed off of just kind of like made, I guess made it a little more comfortable for all of us, you know, like, just having like other people to push you and grow with, you know?
0: Yeah. I think it's cool though, man. Like, and I've heard a lot of musicians do that where it's like, man, I couldn't really play, but I started a punk band or something or whatever. And I I think that's great because like I, most of those bands don't work out, but it still gives you that, that other building block of right now, I at least have experience of playing with other human beings of, you know, trying to book shows or, or, the interpersonal relationships and the frictions that can come with that so i think it's a great thing to do yeah pick up an instrument and go form a band doesn't matter if you can play yeah why not you know we play we play sports when we're growing up when we don't know how to play sports yet right this is true i mean you got to learn somehow
1: you know and i think the best way is going right into the fire
0: yeah man why not And, and there's also the danger of like playing by yourself for too long almost and then you've got all these skills, but you're kind of missing the other half. So man, yeah, man, go on out and just, just start jamming man. start making music. That's, that's how everything in the world got started was just people just trying stuff. So I love it when, when young people are unafraid to just say, yeah, I can't play, but I'm gonna do that. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. That was, that was the spirit.
0: That's cool. So uh, what were you playing at first? Were you playing, did you start off? I know you, you were writing songs pretty early. Were you doing like, A mix of covers and your own originals were you doing what kind of different styles of music were you doing when you first started playing in bands
1: um so very early on i I gotta say it was probably a blend of like green day and nirvana um you know kind of punk punk sounding grungy sounding stuff um But it was, uh, I guess, a decent mix. I was more learning covers to learn chord structure and song structure and kind of things like that. But then right like for when we were playing with, you know, uh, my friends and bands and stuff, it was always stuff that, you know, we were writing or making up. You know, we wanted to make our own music, but um, I was definitely grinding away on uh, lots of lots of uh, covers just to like I said, kind of like see what patterns I was noticing and, you know, different chord structures and things like that. Um, I would sit there and literally just play in my room for hours. Like so many albums, I could play front to back, you know, like just sitting there playing along, you know, like I remember playing along to the Nevermind, Dookie and, you know, things like that. Um, a lot of silver chair, you know, I could play that frog stomp, you know, front to back back in the day, but, um, you know, stuff like that was probably what we, uh, Sounded like you know um was just the early '90s grunge punk wave.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I was I was there, so I, I remember trying to sound like that. um It's uh it's it's also it's cool the way you describe using covers. It's it's you know to learn the structure. It's like dissecting it, or it's like you know if you want to learn how to fix cars, like take the engine apart and then try to put it back together. You know, and that's that's an interesting way to put it because for me it was kind of the same. It was like. Uh, let me why does this work like why why do some songs work other songs don't work why is this why is this great well you know what i mean so i dig that you were kind of doing the same thing there with like you're building up your education you're using it as an educational tool
1: yeah yeah that's that's exactly what it was like i wanted to figure out how they were doing it you know like what what makes a song like why is this song good why is this song good how do these compare to each other what chords are they using what's same what's different you know
0: yeah yeah so let's 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 jump forward let's jump forward all these years later to ill rendition okay because i'm sure you were playing in lots of bands and stuff like that uh ill rendition is a trio uh and you guys play a a a nice variety of of stuff i mean you can hear reggae ska rock punk like all that stuff is in there i've always been a huge fan of eclectic bands um one of my favorite bands if not my favorite band ever is fishbone so like uh, I've, I've, I've I've always loved that that eclecticism where you got a band throwing different styles was that always what you were doing even before ill rendition and were you always playing in trios like
1: um it was a lot of a lot of trios um you know, uh, again, that that influence of Nirvana, Green Day, Silver Chair, just those three piece bands that could throw down, you know, uh, yeah. nothing, nothing else to hide behind. Like, it's literally you've got to be filling that space, you know, that sonic space of the song, you know, has got to get all filled with three pieces Um, and just something about that I thought was cool. And then um, early on, or maybe not so early on, maybe more over the years, Um started learning that a band is like being in a relationship, you know, and it's, it's, you got to manage personalities and make sure, you know, everybody's always on the same page and happy with, with the way your role is and their role is. So it, it almost at times was easier, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be completely honest to have a three-piece band, you know, um, to get people on the, you know, sharing the same vision, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things that, uh, I learned with playing in bands with more people and things like that was, um, getting everybody to share the same vision was, was something that was tough, you know, cause, um, I'm, I'm a big, like three minute in and out. This is, this is a little pop punk song, a ska song, reggae song, whatever, you know, and then I get in a band with somebody would be like, all right, we finished our three minute song. And they'd say, Oh, I like these three notes at the end. Let's vamp on them for seven minutes and make them all spacey. And I'm like, but that's not what I want to do. That's, that's what, you know what I mean? So it was like, I think it was realizing, you know, learning uh, that it's important to have everybody at least be on the same road um, was, was real important. So it kind of just defaulted to the three pieces, you know, uh, because of
0: that, I guess. <laughs> it's the path of least resistance, man, you know? Yeah. Because like, you're right. It's, it's like, you know, w- with each additional person in the band, it's another personality. It's, an, it's someone else's, uh, wants and desires for the, how the song should go. So I, I, I definitely dig that, man. It's, and it's also, it's also fewer people to pay. So there's, yeah, you know, like there's too. a lot of benefit, like, I, I play, out of the yeah man like i play a lot of solo shows like as i know you do because for me it's yeah. like we got we got seven people in the band so it's like I, ca- I can't always take the band everywhere because that's a lot of money to do that so you, you've got yeah. logistics and money and personalities all that stuff man so anytime i come across somebody who's making it work in a trio because not all trios work a lot of them uh, let's face it a lot of it is on the guitar player man like because you you've got to be not only singing but and playing chords but bringing guitar melodies and solos and stuff like that so you really got to be on point to make a trio happen and i'm not sure that i could pull it off so when i see somebody who's doing it's like there is, it. a, there is a little bit of envy in there man where i'm like <laughs> man if only i could make this work with only two other people
1: I, i'm super fortunate <laughs> though, to have to have the guys that i that i do probably make me sound better than i am then because uh you know, Dave and Dave and Connor are phenomenal on drums and bass, uh, respectively, you know, um, it, it only works as, as a whole, you know, like I couldn't pull yeah. it off in a three piece without guys on their level. They're just, they're phenomenal.
0: Right on, right on. And just in case street level is listening, I'm just kidding y'all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to when oh, you I'm started. To to you guys, now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting a trio. So, uh, uh, uh Talk, talk, talk to me about when Ill Rendition started, man. So, um, did you just were you playing another band and something ended, and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna start something.
1: Yeah. So that that question actually reflects back to uh, literally what we we're just talking about about um, different um, personalities and things in the band. Um, I was in a band uh, with a couple guys prior to uh, to Ill Rendition, and we uh, we all ended up sitting down and kind of just having a talk, like you know, what is it? Like, you want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do that? I want to do this. Like, where, what is the vision here? Like, you know, we were kind of like, everybody's pulling in different ways. Um, So we all kind of like threw out our vision and and mutually realized that, um, you know, a couple of us weren't on the same page. Um, So me and one of the other guys went and had a, you know, closer vision to what we wanted to do. So we're like, well, we feel like we're still a match. You know, maybe it's, best that you guys go your way and we go ours so we don't end up hating each other and killing each other you know um so i found uh some some people looking to do some similar things that i was doing and um you know we got ill rendition started and uh we, we started it um just for fun you know originally um you know but then as years passed and you know started grinding more with music and Realizing how uh, short life was, I didn't want to uh, work a nine to five anymore and wanted to, you know, go go all in with the uh, with the music thing. So, you know, ended up uh, switching out members and getting to the point where, uh, you know, I've got guys now that want to grind. They want to play music like it's their their focus as well. So,
0: yeah, cool. It's good that you had uh, the wisdom at the time to say, you know, some of us we're not pulling the right direction you know, bands, we were talking earlier about bands being like any other relationship, right? And it's like, if you're with a significant other, like you need to have certain certain chemistry, certain things in con. like it's the same type of thing with being in a band. It's like, you could enjoy playing with each other, but like if one dude wants to play metal and another dude wants to play funk, it's like, all right, maybe we shouldn't be in a band together. And that, that happens sometimes, man, it happens. And it's cool. It's just go do your thing, you know?
1: yeah it was i'm glad that we realized it before you know we all ended up hating each other you know like yeah. it was just like we, we could sense the the tension building you know it was just like man are we like is anybody really happy you know going back to the relationship thing like sometimes you got to be honest with yourself you know when we looked at what we were doing and we're like we're not really happy like we're all kind of like tolerating the other things that the other people want to do but we're just all over the place you know
0: yeah Yeah. And lineup changes are the worst, man. I mean, nobody wants to deal with lineup changes or anything like that, but just like any relationship, it's got to be the right people. It's got to be the right, the right mix of stuff. So, you know, even though it's like hitting a big speed bump when something like that happens, because now you got to introduce somebody new and they got to learn all the like all that stuff. It's like, it's worth it in the long run because you're right. And the, and the longer you do it, the more that animosity builds and the more success you have, the more, people don't want to split up because you're doing well and nobody wants to leave that situation. So it's a good thing you got that sorted with early.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, before it got ugly, you know, yeah. so I've seen, I've seen, I've seen some things go ugly for some people in bands before, you know, like it, it gets bad, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's always, it's always a shame, man. So, um, we're ill, Ill rendition, the name, like, where did that, how did you come up with that?
1: So, um, it, it was kind of funny. We, uh, when we were trying to come up with a name, um, we literally couldn't think of anything, so we all just, um, separately made lists of, uh, you know, maybe 25 30 potential band names. We all came together and like, we're all reading off our lists, and, and nothing's sticking, everything's terrible. Um, but I think, uh, I forget who had what, but um, the drummer at the time, uh, this guy Lou. Um, he had either something rendition or ill something. I had, you know, the opposite ill. And we heard like the two words, I'm kind of just like, Hmm, ill rendition. Like that's, you know, like we liked those two words separately. So we just threw them, threw them together. Um, so it started out as something completely random as that, but, uh, over time to us, it kind of took on a meaning of, you know, there's so many people who, you know, play a similar, uh, style to us, you know, being influenced by punk and reggae and ska. Um, but, uh, it's our own twist on it, you know, like everybody kind of finds their, their flavor on it, you know, and, 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 you know, it has the obvious influence, but, you know, brings their own, their own taste to it. So it just kind of was like our bill rendition of the reggae ska sound. I don't know,
0: you know, that's cool. That's a cool way to put it. Well, yeah, man, uh, none of us are Reinventing the wheel here. We're using the same twelve notes everybody else is, right? But yeah. there, there are ways to put your personality into it, put your art into it to make it so it's a little different from from everybody else. And I hear that in your music. You know, I don't. There are some bands that you listen to and you're like, oh, yeah, they kind of sound like a hundred other bands, but but y'all don't. And I also, your branding is on point too. Like I even see like your ceiling tiles there. Like you've got uh-huh. you've you've got like your 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 the the you got your mascot, which is cool. Uh, Gil rendition. And that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Not a lot of bands have that. So no, nah, your, your branding's on point too, man. I dig your website where you go to your website and it's like a, it's like a postcard comes up, which is perfect for you being from AC because like, that's like the, the stuff that we all grew up seeing there. So, uh, yeah, it, yeah I'm, I'm not just a fan of your music. I'm a fan of like how you do things in your visuals and stuff like sure that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. I'm, no glad worries. It, I'm glad
1: it comes across that way. You know, that was, trying to make it feel like Atlantic city, you know, and then for you to say that, that that means a lot. We appreciate it.
0: Oh yeah, man. No, I see. I pay attention to a lot of that stuff. And I like, I spent most of my music career not paying attention to things like marketing branding and all that stuff, which is why I never got anywhere in the majority. Like you got to embrace that stuff. And like, so now when I see it, I want to say something about it because it's that like, I'm, you know, I, I, I nerd out about that stuff now. So I think it's cool. You definitely got your game on point there. Um, when you guys when you guys came out as Ill Rendition, did you start recording right away? Did you get out there play a ton of shows? Give me, take me back to the beginning of that.
1: Um, it was it was mainly playing a lot of shows. We were just um, you know we were in our our early and mid twenties, and it was you know all our friends were into partying, so it was just like wherever we went, that's where everybody went. We just partied and played shows. So it was it was mainly just about the live. The live thing you know um grinding out shows and just partying you know like any 20 something year old would do you know
0: yeah yeah i it's i've i've heard and i don't know because i'm an older cat so i don't really know what's going on with younger bands these days but i have heard people talk about a lot of artists these days don't come up playing as many shows as like we used to right so when i came up it was the same thing it's like you go to the club. Well, first of all, when I was coming up, like studio time was expensive and we couldn't afford that. So it's like, you, don't yeah, have, you that know, was different, I, different times, different you know? times, man. Like I, I always tell it, like, it's, I sound like I'm talking to, you know, like I've got grandkids or something, but for real, um, back in the day, like the first time I ever recorded, it was still tape. Like I was like, that was like the last dying days of tape right before everything went digital. So like, that stuff was expensive, and it's like, nah, you go out and you play gig after gig after gig, and you hope to be able to record sometime,
1: mhm, yeah, like we um I think some of like the first recordings I ever did were from like winning like Little Battle of the Bands, you know, and like one of the you know the uh the prizes would be like three songs, you know like, right. yeah, we got a three song demo <laughs> in the studio like this is the coolest thing ever, you know
0: yeah, man, yeah. Oh, you gotta tell us about who's on your lap right there for anyone watching on the video.
1: Yes, I think he just kind of popped up into the, the <laughs> shop for the first time. He's been sleeping the whole time. I didn't know if you could hear his puppy snores this whole time. Um, this is this is Tank. He's uh he's 12 weeks and uh, he's been sleeping this whole time. Um hopefully he'll uh go back to sleep so we can uh
0: he looks like he's, he's drift- interrupt Yeah, man, he's drifting off a bit for sure. So he's definitely digging, just kind of lying in your arms there.
1: Yeah, yes, he's, yeah. Uh, he, he loves to sleep, man. He's a, he's a bulldog. It's kind of their thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So yeah, man, you, you were getting out and you were playing a ton of shows and stuff. How far were you traveling at the time?
1: Um, not, not too far. You know, we did a, a lot of stuff local just so that our, you know, that's cause we knew where our friends were, but we would go out to Philly. Um, we did New York a few times, a couple spots in North Jersey, but you know, mainly just kind of kind of stayed in the area. You know, it was, like I said, just, just kind of for fun, you know. We were looking to have a good time. We, we didn't care about, you know, getting the name out. Like we didn't have any kind of branding or, you know, anything like that or any kind of marketing whatsoever. It was just here's a show flyer, come hang out. And that was yeah. that was it.
0: Well, have a good time. I mean, that's that's how that's how music got started. Was a bunch of people just kind of hanging out and you know somebody started beating on a rock or something. So and and that's yeah. it's an overlooked thing too, man. You know because we talk about you know trying to play bigger shows or recording and all this stuff, but it's like. Being able to just hang out with your friends and play some music—that's a big deal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that was—that was all we wanted to do: was just hang out and play music and have a good time with our friends. Man,
0: when did you start recording?
1: Um, well, <laughs> i started recording uh, on a crappy little uh, Boss BR eleven eighty. It was like one of those like self-contained, like eight track. Uh, desktop recorders you know and um started trying to uh test my hand at at recording with that thing um you know but it was mainly that and like i said you know we won uh, a few studio spots here and there and that was you know that was about the life of uh you know my recordings for for quite a while Mm -hmm.
0: have you always tried to be as diy as possible with it
1: yeah yeah um we have Um, I guess like our, our earliest, uh, decent recordings, uh, were from this, from a buddy of mine, Bill Nyber, who uh, who still does recording now. Um, one of our earlier recordings was, uh, actually I had help from a buddy of mine who I'm sitting in my studio now. Um, I run this space Bulldog studio, but, um, the guy who I rent this uh, space from actually helped, uh, record our first full-length album of ill rendition um he tracked all the drums because you know i didn't have the first idea how to put multiple mics on anything so he uh he helped track everything um drum wise and uh you know then i kind of overdubbed the rest and tried to mix it myself and it came out better than it definitely would have with his help it was still still pretty shoddy but um you know that was one of the uh the early recordings of uh, of the band
0: oh you got to start somewhere man you know and a, and a lot of musicians rely on other people to do that and and kind of like we were saying all throughout this conversation about you know whether it's starting a band on your own or learning cover tunes or whatever you know dive on in you know it can only yep. make your recordings better to know just and 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 all of our first recordings when we do it ourselves are going to sound bad i mean the, the first recording i ever did like we didn't even know about like panic and so, like, yeah. everything, <laughs> really everything is right in the middle that we didn't know about panning. We didn't know about like adding reverbs and stuff like that. So it was like, yeah, it was super it was dry. Which is <laughs> <laughs> cool. It was like, you know, that was the early days of digital and stuff. But, but yeah, you got to start somewhere. And then, you know, with everything you do, you learn more and more. And, you know, eventually you, you get something that, that actually sounds pretty good at some point.
1: Even uh, even our stuff, the early stuff on our Spotify now, like I feel um, that way about a bunch of it because it was when I first went and uh, started recording in the box, you know, so to speak and got, you know, a, a DAW um, and started trying to figure it out. So one of the things I learned early on was I was so obsessed with trying to Nicks that a lot of the performance suffered, so like some of the like, even like our you know, our first EP that's on there, like has cringe moments to me. And we're like, Oh, mm-hmm. should we take it down? And people are like, No, no, leave it up, it's your beginnings and you know, where it all started. And we're like, All right, but um, you know, I, I think uh, everything that we've released oddly since since COVID, I feel pretty good about because it, that that was a you know, obviously a big curse, but the blessing that I took from it, always trying to find a positive was I dove into, uh, to my music production. And over that time, like, I really feel like I hit a point where like, I'm, I'm confident and happy with, uh, the production end of it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how we got where we're at with our, our recordings.
0: Well, it's funny how COVID, um, you know, for as, as awful as it has been and with, you know, obviously people getting sick, people dying and, and also affecting a lot of our livelihoods as it did. It's cool that so many of us found ways to spend it. Like, you're like, all right, I'm going to sharpen up on my recording skills.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, not, and not even so much sharpen up, I'm going to try not to suck. You know, (laughs) Like like I want to actually get good at this and not just be like (laughs) terrible. It's like I said, like some of the, some of the earlier ones, like I cringe a bit, you know? Um, but it, it was really, uh, just awesome having that time to spend, you know, like it was, you know the world was in a pretty shitty place but like i said i always try to find you know positive and things so i just i kind of just dove into that and obsessed over you know uh audio production over that over the uh the quarantine and lockdown phase
0: oh yeah man nothing will get you better at something than a little bit of obsession for a while that's for sure because you just deep dive into it and learn as, as much as you can about everything and and uh usually with great results and any of the early stuff it's like there's yeah i feel the same way man where there's stuff out there either from previous bands or our first album in this band where it was like uh yeah you know i don't really want to go back and, and hear that ever again but it's always yeah. going to sound worse to us and it's everybody else and also sometimes there's like if you didn't do quote unquote the right thing sometimes there's a bit of a charm that comes to that whether it's a lo-fi thing or just something that people aren't used to hearing on albums and people could love it. Even if we think it's terrible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, cause you know, we've asked, we're like, Oh, was that, you know, should we take our old stuff down and people say no. So like, you know, I guess there's still people who like it. Whereas, you know, like we're just like, nah, I can't listen to it. Won't <laughs> listen to it. Like just a bunch of, it's a bunch of no to me. Like, ah, yeah, you know, but, uh, the, the new stuff we're working on now, um, and the, uh, the album that we're hoping to, finish at some point here um you know i I feel really good about how uh how things are going so i think it'll be you know turning uh turning a corner and having you know some music out there that like we're genuinely proud of
0: yeah cool cool i'm i'm definitely sure everything's headed in the right direction for you let's go back a couple years man i want to talk about she's trying to kill me
1: yeah that was uh that's one of the ones um you know the early ones where i was still kind of testing testing my hand at uh at recording you know um but uh i still feel good about the songs and we've actually um redone a bunch of them to have them uh come out have a better better take on them Mm -hmm. um i think uh yeah i think we redid uh she's trying to kill me cheater um we're not friends on facebook anymore and i think yeah out of the six i think we redid three of them which um we're not putting on the album because we don't want to keep repeating songs but we're going to kind of like throw them in with like a random single or something you know like something new and just throw that on um with it so people can have a, a better version of some of the the songs and stuff that again you know so we can feel feel good about and be like yeah like we like the song and now we're proud of the way it's represented in the uh in out in the cyberspace you know
0: uh, well i didn't know that was one of the early ones you were talking about man i thought it was cool I, I thought that ep was pretty cool but um it's i like and i like what you're doing though where you're like all right i want a little bit better production but i don't want to you know you start repeating yourself on albums and people start feeling like they're getting cheated out of new stuff from you so exactly. it's, it's cool that you're like no we're going to re-record and they won't be on the album but we might throw them out as singles here and there or you know whatever you want to do with it also as a songwriter um like how fast do you want to move on? Like you write a song, do you want to get that song written, recorded and out and like out of your way and move on to the next thing? Do you, do you tend to work on things for a long time?
1: Um, it really depends on the song, honestly. Cause uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, like sometimes songs write themselves and it's just like you catch fire and you're like, damn, this is great. I want people to hear this. Like, let's, let's go with it. And then there's other times where you're like, Man, that hook is so good, but this verse or that lyric just, uh, like everything sounds so good and then there's this letdown point where like something's off, you know? So it, it really depends, you know. Um sometimes like I said it'll just go and I'll just be stoked the whole the whole process and it all just kind of happens and we're like, "Yeah, let's get this bad boy out," you know? And um other times I'm like, no nah, like I hate I hate this part. I need to make that sound different or add something there or this is too much. We got to take parts out," you know? Uh, so it's, it's come kind of all over the place with, <laughs> with that one.
0: Are you, are you all over the place too, with your, with your songwriting process? Like, do you, does it, does songs start in different ways or is there like one kind of way that you do things?
1: No, that's, that's all over the place too. Um, I used to be stubborn in the fact that I would, uh, I would write guitar parts and force myself to come up with melodies um over the uh over the guitar parts and then it would always be i can never use the first melody because that was the obvious one i want something more creative so like i'd write a whole song and then bag the first first version because it was like all right that was the obvious lyrics and melody what can i do with it (laughs) better and then and then you know obsess over it some more and 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 things like that but i've uh over the years recently i guess i've kind of allowed myself to let the things that come into my head without even an instrument in my hand, start a song, you know, like I kind of just like a melody will pop into my head or like maybe two lines of something, you know, and then I'll sit down from those and, you know, see what, uh, see what I can come up with. Um, which I encourage anybody to not pigeonhole themselves into one, one strict style of, of songwriting. Cause it, it was brutal, man. Trying to just always be like, be so formulaic with it, you know? Um, and it shouldn't be that way, but I, I, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of now so scatterbrained and all over the place with, with how I write. Um, uh, you know, it could come from a melody and sometimes I even come from like a bass line or something it was like a groove in my head. Oh, all right. You know, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, those are, I guess, a couple of examples of the, uh, Craziness that is the songwriting process for me.
0: Hey man, however it works, you know, there's there's cats that it's their nine to five job, and they sit down at the piano every morning at 10 a.m. and they you know, uh, just, it comes all different ways. I the worst thing for me is to start writing something on guitar because I'll come up with a really cool guitar part, and then I'll realize, well, it's not in the key I want to sing in, and then the guitar part doesn't sound as cool in the key that I want to sing in it because I got to move it, and now, well, now it's too high and I'm like man, now I'm stuck with something I think is really cool. That doesn't really fit my voice, so uh, it, th- that can be a nightmare and uh you were talking- that happens
1: that happens to me, and then it doesn't feel as fun to play. You're like, oh, it was different <laughs> to play in this key and now it like it just feels different. yeah um, one of our newest songs all alone was that way. Um, I wrote it, and I'm just like, man, I can't sing anything in this key, but I really <laughs> like these parts. Um, and the riff was like kind of high, and it ended up like almost down basically like down in first position, like at points with like a, you know, a bunch of open notes and it kind of like got heavier, which, which ended up growing on me and worked. But it was one of those, instant, you know, rare instances where I'm like, damn, I liked it. Yeah, the original way better, you know, with that, that, that one was definitely in a different key when I first
0: wrote it. Yeah, man, that happens to me a lot. And it's, it's always such a bummer. Cause it's like, man, it's, it's, I'm not going to have as much fun playing this now. You, you were also talking about, um, when you have a, a song that comes to you and you think maybe it's too simple at first or something. I do that. I tell me, if you got this problem, like you'll get a great melody in your head and then you'll start thinking like, man, that's too good for somebody not to have used that already. Right. And then you do you start like thinking, man, does, does something already exist that has that same melody? And I'm just, I'm just, I can't think of what it is, but I'm repeating that. And then eventually you're like, no, that's just a good melody.
1: Um, yeah. Sometimes not not exactly the same like sometimes i'll be like man does this sound like like one particular thing will actually like jump to me and then i'll have to go back and listen to it and be like all right no it's it's not like you know but i, I don't ever have like the wow like i wrote this this has to be somebody else's thing like <laughs> it's just like i'll kind of hear the similarity be like damn it this sounds too much like whatever you know um, Yeah. but yeah no i don't unfortunately don't ever have those like yeah it's <laughs> really <laughs> i
0: always think every good melody must have been done already and so that's when i start tinkering and try to make it a little more complicated like that you know it's like i I gotta make it more complicated because i think it's already been done somewhere by somebody
1: yeah yeah I, i always feel like i have to redo things like i said but not necessarily for the same same exact reason you know
0: yeah so you play a lot of acoustic shows, right? And you also did, um, I like the stripped EP also. So it's acoustic versions of, of, of some of your tunes. Um, I, I always like talking to people who play regular electric shows and acoustic shows, because to me, they're so different, yet there's, I love doing both. Do you, do you love playing acoustically, even solo, as much as you love the band stuff? Is it just separate but different? Or do you prefer one over the other?
1: Um, I just enjoy playing, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the thing I want to do in in life. Um, but if, if I'm being honest, um, I do enjoy playing with the band more if I have to, to pick one, um, there's just something about cranking up and just feeling, feeling that energy, um, you know, uh, making music with, uh, you know, two of my good friends. So that, that's, you know, the camaraderie and, and the energy together is, is my favorite, but um that's not to take away anything from the acoustic stuff. You know, I, I absolutely love um playing solo things and it feels like a little more intimate, like people are more likely to to say something to you in between songs and talk to you and, and things like that. Um so I think making the, that that kind of connection with the crowd is always it's always fun, you know. So it's they're they're so different, you know, in, in their own way. Um, you know, like I said, if I had to choose, you know, probably the probably the band
0: yeah for sure for sure i mean and it goes back to things we've said earlier but like the that camaraderie like playing with people like that's why i started doing this was i wanted to play music with other i i you know i didn't start this to just sit in my room and strum an acoustic guitar as much as i love that like so i don't like playing solo acoustic shows as much as i like playing with the band it's it's just like you it's like yeah i love doing that too but like when you're on stage and you've got the full band. And and let's face it, man, people like drums, people like, yeah, people like rhythm and they like dancing and stuff like that. So, um, there's, there's a lot of benefits to doing it that way, but I I definitely dig what you're saying about just wanting to want to jam with your friends, man. That's what this all comes down to at the bottom, jamming with our friends. And we do
1: a lot of acoustic stuff too. Um, I do a lot of duos with uh, my drummer. He'll come out and bring, uh, you know, one of the cones, the bang box, you know, and he'll play and, um, You know, I really enjoy that. But like you said, it's just, it's just, it feels better, you know, with, with, with your friends and, and making music with other people, you know, and feeding off of that. It's just a different, different kind of energy.
0: Yeah. 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 No doubt. Although, you know, it's, it's funny how people do dig the acoustic shows too, especially if they've seen you electric. Like mm-hmm. now it's like the next step is they'd like to see you kind of in like a stripped down mode just because it's something. And most people like we don't usually get to see our favorite bands in an unplugged type of scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, usually you're just going to catch them on tour and they do what they do. So to like, if the same band was to come through doing a stripped down thing, it's like, Whoa, like I've seen them five times, but I've never seen anything like that. So it's cool that you can give people a different flavor if they've seen you one way and then they see it the other way.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. The the variety of it. I didn't even, uh, even think about that, but um yeah, it's definitely a different vibe too, especially with the way uh some of our songs translate um from full band to acoustic, you know. Um some of them have like some aggressive parts, you know, and then trying to trying to tone them down and pull them off acoustic, it's definitely a different you know, different version of the songs. Yeah, cool. Cool.
0: So you did some more recording 2020, you, you come out with a single, right? Let, let's talk about "Stop Pretending." Um, I, I really dig the artwork on that uh, as well as the tune. Um, talk to me about how the, did that come out? Like, did it come about during the pandemic? Was it something that you had written earlier? Like, give me the origin of "Stop Pretending."
1: Um, well, I got to give a shout out to uh, Chris McDonald from LNJ Sessions, since you mentioned you like the uh, the artwork. That's yeah. his uh, original original artwork on there. He does a bunch of. Uh, of our stuff. Um, so yeah, shout out to, to Chris McDonald from LNJ sessions as always for the, uh, sweet art. Um, but that was, uh, that was one that, um, I wrote during the, uh, the pandemic, I guess when we were locked down, um, I wrote that song and it's one of, uh, one of the ones where I started to become happy with our production, you know, like that was one of the ones where I'm like, yeah, this is, this is starting to starting to sound, as it should, you know, like it sounds how it's supposed to in my head. Um, But yeah, that one I wrote, uh, I think mostly in this, in this room, you know, between, uh, you know, taking a break from studying mixing. Like I said, I I put a lot of time into, you know, trying to learn, learn to uh, mix and master much better, but that was, you know, when you got to take a break and do something else, you know, I'd go back and forth between writing songs and, you know, working on music production. So yeah, that one just, that one was written right here.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, how long did that one take you from when you started working on it through recording it and putting it out? Did you, did you take a long time to get that done, or was it something that you, you got it done, recorded, and, and sent it out there?
1: We, um, we got it done, recorded, and, and out pretty fast. Um, that was one that uh, I wrote pretty quick and um, on the heels of, uh, I think we had just put out um, the stripped uh, little EP that you were talking about. Um, cause we wanted to, uh, we wanted to keep bringing new content during the lockdown because, uh, we had right before the pandemic, like we had just bought a van and started touring and we had done, you know, Jersey down to Florida and back. And, you know, we were trying to like make our way through things with, you know, live shows and get in front of people. And then, uh, you know, when the pandemic hit, we're like, well, damn, that <laughs> there goes that plan. You know, um, so we just wanted to keep getting things out. So, um, you know, that one we got out pretty, pretty fast. And it was also uh, we had just changed bass players um, uh, two weeks before the pandemic started. So we wanted uh, something with our new bass player because um, he joins the band and then couldn't play a show with us. It was literally his first show was supposed to be the day that the pandemic um, shut things down. We were supposed to head down to Virginia and uh nope didn't happen so now he's in the band and couldn't play shows with us so we're like we had to introduce him to the world as quickly as we could somehow gotta get him you know, so on a got, song right
0: that now out. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so that was the you know part of the motivation to rush that out was just to be like hey for those of you who have seen us playing recently don't forget we're still a band like here's some stuff like don't forget about us we're trying
0: yeah it's tough, man. It's tough right now with like, just, just the limited shows and limited, we had tours cancel and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, what can you do? It's uh, important to keep busy. So you're at the studio today. Are you working on the new album right now? Is that what you're doing down there today?
1: Um, actually I'm just finishing up, um, mixing, uh, the new Rasta man album. I don't know if you know, uh, Dan Barker. Um, but we're just finishing that up over the last few days. Um, we actually have a few things to tweak, um, when we're finished, but, uh, yeah, after I finish up that probably, um, I'm going to be working on, uh, some more, some more ill rendition. Um, now's the time for me, hopefully. Yeah. Cool. When are you looking for a release? Uh, we have no idea. Um, because, uh, I still got to finish writing, writing the album. Um, but we've got some stuff, um, laid down that, uh, we just got to get together now and kind of, have the guys put their parts in them and, and get them going. Um, I don't know, hopefully sometime next year, you know, uh, early, early next year, I guess if we could uh, you know, follow go as well, but we, at the same time, we don't want to put a, uh, a date or anything on it cause we don't want it to be rushed. We don't want to like, you know, end up with things we're not happy with again, you know? Um, yeah. so, but hopefully, like I said, by, by next year,
0: are you guys getting back to playing? I know you've been playing acoustically. Are you getting back to playing full band shows too soon? Are you
1: in? Yeah, the, you... We, we've been playing um, a decent amount uh, recently. Um, we just did a few shows with uh, Drifting Roots. We're on tour, um, so we got to play uh, some full band shows with them and um, our buddies L and J Sessions. Um, and we did uh, a few, few full band shows on the beach and stuff this summer um so we've been uh we've been trying to stay busy with the uh with the full band as much as we can
0: yeah cool cool it's good that things are starting to come back and now hopefully we can just keep going in the right direction and and things can be relatively normal again because like this has already gone on way longer than it should have or could have so it'd be nice to finally come out of this and, and get to do some normal things again in music and not not just recording but also getting out there and seeing people again you know which is another reason why we get into this, man, to play shows. Like I don't I don't want to be like I love I love being in the studio, but I don't want to just be in the studio.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was, you know, a learning thing, you know, doing doing things uh remotely with people, um, and things like that. So it was, you know, I think everybody made the best of it, you know, but like you said, like, you know, we we want to be out in in front of people and having that that humor, you know, in person human interaction with people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 the height, man. It's the height to just to be in a room or or a a field or whatever with just a a lot of people having a good time. I mean, it's, it's, there's no substitute for that. There really isn't. So hopefully we can keep things going. And to that, so I got a couple tough questions for you though. And one of them is, is a kind of touched on it just a second ago, but like if you could, let's say, create music, songwriter, record, whatever, or play live, which you can't do both, which would you pick? Ooh, um,
1: God, that would have been no brainer. would have been playing live, um, for most of my life, but man, um, sitting down and and, and recording and mixing and, and producing is, has become quite a passion of mine. Oh man. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to go with live, uh, you know, just, just, Cause there's just nothing beats it, you know, like the the feeling of of you know room full of your friends and fans and people just rocking along to your music, man. Like nothing, nothing beats that. So yeah, I guess I, I guess I would have to pick live. But that is that is a tough, that is a tough question, man. I would be, I'd be hurt and missing the uh, (laughs) video production side of it for sure.
0: Well, the great, the great thing about that question is like it's never gonna happen. So you're never gonna have to actually do it. You just had to humor me for a couple of minutes on my podcast, but the other, <laughs> the other tough question I have for you, and this might even be tougher for you because your music is so eclectic, but if somebody, if you tell somebody, Hey, you know, I'm Christian from Hill rendition and they're like, well, I haven't heard of you, but tell me one of your songs. I should go check out. Like what one song would you tell them to check out first? Oof.
1: Um, I guess, like, since you said, you know, it's so eclectic, I'd probably try to uh, read the person and, and and guess one that would be, uh, you know, maybe in, in the likelihood of things that they would like, you know, if I had any idea. But it got, got to my head, no other uh, outside uh, influence. I'd probably go either all alone or stop pretending.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. That's uh, it's always, that's always a tough question too, but you're pretty smart to try to try to think like, you know, or even ask them like what bands, what bands are you into? Like, what do you like? Like, that's a pretty smart answer for something like that. Cause yeah, man, I mean, you're so, you know, you've got such a range of what you do that it's like, it's going to hit different people differently. So that's a, that's a pretty smart answer, man. pretty smart answer. (laughs) Good question, man. That's a good question. Put Put me on them here. Yeah, man. Well, I got to, you know, I got to, I got to throw something in tough at the end. Right. I got to, I got to throw something in to just be like, you know, let me, yeah, those, those,
1: those ones made me think, man. Those
0: are good. <laughs> well, that, that way we get to learn more about you, man, because, you know, it's, you hear people's music all the time and it's great, but like, I like getting to know people. I like talking to people. That's why, I, that's why I do this podcast, man. Cause I like, you know, getting to know, people in the scene and the industry, people who do what I do, people who do things I don't do. I I just like meeting people. It's the same reason I like playing shows, man. Like I like traveling and meeting new people and stuff. And, uh, this was, this was my, uh, pandemic thing was like, well, what can I do? Like, you know, I'm already recording stuff. What can I do that's different? I'll start a podcast, start talking to people. So, yeah. uh, So those questions always, it always helps me to get to get to know people a little bit better, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool, man. I mean, I've had you on here a while. Uh, I really appreciate you being on here and getting to, to talk with you face to face and apologize to you for, uh, for not taking a friend <laughs> request, uh, which is something that something I would never normally do, but no, it was really cool talking to you and really cool. having heard your music and stuff. Really cool talking to the dude behind the music and, and, you know, especially, especially love talking to other songwriters because, I'm always curious about everyone else's process, but, uh, man, best, best of luck to you from here and beyond working on the album, being out there on shows. Uh, when you, next time you guys do get down to Florida, man, hit me up. And, and I'll definitely try to get there. Uh, but thanks sure. for being on the talking reggae podcast. Thanks Chris, for having me. Yeah, like, no problem. Christian Glam of ill rendition. Tell everybody where they can check out all your stuff, man
1: uh illrendition.com. you can find everything there it's got our spotify itunes uh the, the, the merch everything's there
0: great merch too by the way i mean excellent variety of merch so definitely go check that out yeah yeah and all your social media man you want to give them that
1: uh it's all it's all there on at ill rendition uh, instagram facebook uh twitter you know all the all the main players is at ill
0: cool well christian thanks so much man and um you know please come back beyond this again and uh we'll chat love some it. more right sounds good all right thanks a lot man take care one love thanks want to know more about street level uprising follow us on facebook and instagram did you know that you could get our dub ep absolutely free just go to streetleveluprisingcom slash seven that's the number seven this EP is not available anywhere else. You won't hear it on Spotify. You won't be able to buy it on CD at one of our shows. This EP is just to thank you for your support and features dub versions of seven street-level uprising tunes. Check us out on Spotify or Apple Music to hear all three of our studio albums. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Talkin' Reggae. I hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll talk again soon.